And here's a kicker. Media is hyper-connected. So say a publisher likes you, likes your story, they'll text their friend, hey, mm-hmm. we just ran this story. Maybe you should do another story, but let's put it on MSNBC, right? The relationship carries it through. They magnify it on social media, but then they magnify it through their actual relationships. My name's Rudy Moore, host of Living the Red Life podcast, and I'm here to change the way you see your life in your earpiece every single week. If you're ready to start living the red life, ditch the blue pill, take the red pill, join me in Wonderland and change your life. Hello and welcome. Welcome back to another episode of Living the Red Life. I'm excited today. We are going to dive into the world of PR, some branding, how to build credibility, how to build authority. And I have my dear friend on here that helps me do exactly that. Caesar, what is going on? Welcome. Thanks for joining us. Rudy, what's going on? Good, sir. It's always a pleasure to be speaking to you. So just to give you guys, my audience, a bit of a catch up, um, you know, we grew Obviously, I've been online for many years. We, about two years ago, went all in on the office side. Um, So actually, in the last two years, we grew two offices, uh, Tampa, Miami, and actually next month, we opened a London office. Um, And until that point, I did not care about anything local. I was like, I'm traveling the world. I'm an entrepreneur, a nomad. You know, I traveled the world for two years. And then when we started going local, I'm like, actually, I want to become more famous here because there's a lot of connections here. It helped, you know, I built up to 50 employees in office. So I want to build a reputation here to help me get more employees, more events, getting more doors. And that's obviously how we got connected because you're obviously in Tampa and you've helped me start building those local connections in all of Tampa and now in Miami. And obviously you have a vast PR uh, background and you've done it for many years, not just local, but obviously worldwide and around the whole US. Um, So maybe it'd be good just a quick one minute intro on how you got here and now what you're doing in terms of the PR and branding world. Yeah, absolutely. So 30,000 for level, right? Cesar Hernandez, founder of Omni Public. Uh, we're a full suite public affairs government relations firm that specializes in introducing new concepts and ideas into the marketplace that we navigate media, government and industry. So just very fancy way of saying that I'm a publicist, but I'm also a lobbyist. I've been fortunate enough to work with companies such as Tesla, uh, Uber, Hyperloop, Bird Rides, Ford, Porsche, At this point in my career, over 250 public officials, startups, and executives, and I'm obsessed with it. I'm obsessed with shifting public opinion uh, and shifting media and overall positive sentiment for the objectives of my my clients. And I've been doing this for about 15 years now, and it wasn't until I had a conversation with Shu where I started thinking about scaling my knowledge. Sure. So let's ask that first question. Does it actually matter what people really say and think about you online that much these days? Or can you just run ads and sell products? Yeah, it absolutely matters, right? Your brand, you know, as better than anybody else, is going to consistently follow you. And if you don't tell that narrative, the media will dominate that narrative for you because of the SEO juice, right? High domain rankings. So you may have outstanding social media content, right? But say the Daily Mail, which is like pseudo tabloid, writes a negative piece. It's going to be very difficult to take that down and to do reverse SEO. So branding is everything, right? Think about the difference between like if a Rudy Maurer puts out a product versus someone who's brand spanking you, right? Your brand 
actually carries you. So yeah. you always got to be mindful as to like, if I'm focused on my brand, what is the media's perception of me, right? Is it positive? Is it negative? And if it's negative, how can I neutralize it so that I can control the narrative of my brand and, and my searchability? So I love that. How does it, a lot of people are watching this and I've realized that right over years and years that, and you know, it's kind of, they say, uh, I think Warren Buffett says that, Hey, the one thing you you can never take away is, is like your name, right. And what people say about you and, and really what I think most people understand by that is, Oh, just, you know, be a good person. Don't rip anyone off, be good in business and you'll be okay. But it's actually not that case. Like that's part of it, obviously, but what you actually have to do is work hard to amplify what people say about you, right? Because yes, obviously you don't want anyone saying anything bad, but you also want to work hard that when people hear your name, everyone jumps up and goes, oh my God, that guy, oh wow, you know, versus being very neutral where they're like, oh yeah, I know that person. Yeah, seems a cool dude, right? Versus wow, that person's the best. Oh my God, how'd you know them? Oh my God, they're amazing, right? Like, so changing that perception is so important, especially in, most of our industries, which are very small industries, right? The internet marketing kind of social media world is very clicky. It's very small. Um, so I think you've got a CPR, like you said, as like controlling the narrative, super great way of saying it, but also amplifying the narrative. So how can we, you know, help our listeners today? How can they amplify the narrative? So one good thing is number one, uh, I'm a big proponent of pitching a relationship not a story. What does that mean? Right. If you pitch a relationship with a reporter or a journalist, don't force them to write about you. Try to cultivate a relationship where the byproduct becomes stories. Yeah. Because here's what happens. Say you sit down with the publisher or president of a business journal, right? And you say, I don't have a story, but how can I submit my expertise into what you're working on? Right. The byproduct, because I'm going to get a story down the line, but what ends up happening is now say they write about me or the company, then they can go on their channels. And since there's a relationship, they can share it widely. And here's a kicker. Media is hyper-connected. So say a publisher likes you, likes your story, they'll text their friend, hey, we just ran this story. Maybe you should do another story, but let's put it on MSNBC, right? The relationship carries it through. They magnify it on social media, but then they magnify it through their actual relationships, right? So oftentimes people put up a press release on a wire and like they get all these like reshares. It's not real because what you want is an organic piece that an actual reporter is going to write and can share with other reporters. And that domain ranking is going to be superbly high. And so yep. the way to magnify it is pitch a relationship. When you get a story, ask them to ma magnify it through social media and to share with their colleagues. Yeah, I love that. And I often do this activity with my members. And I think we did it when we did it live together. I say, Google yourself, right? Because what you don't realize is even if you're not networking in local rooms and, and blah, 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 or even if you're a beginner, you think this doesn't matter about you. The second you run ads, the second you try and sell a product online, especially when it's high ticket, i.e. a lot of money, people are Googling you, right? They're going to your Instagram, they're going to Google. So that is really like an extended sales page nowadays. So you've got to make sure that's all squared away. And most of you, right, if you're listening to this now, 
Google yourself because it won't be that pretty, right? It'll be a bunch of random stuff or nothing, which is even worse. Because if you're charging five grand for a coaching program or whatever you're selling, if I Google you and I don't see anything, I'm probably not buying it. So I like to leverage PR to, like you say, um, you know, I want to control the narrative and I actually want to paint the narrative how I want it to be to actually improve the buying journey, which especially when you get to my level and you're spending millions on ads and you're working with celebrities. And, you know, we actually just became business partners with Les Brown, um, very famous motivational speaker and his uh, right hand kind of COO and partner that's behind the scenes that does all this legal and everything. Um, you know, he, I, when I first met him and spoke to him, he goes, I just spent the last week Googling you, researching you, looking at all your bad reviews, all your complaints, all your testimonials, all your achievements. And, and you yeah, know, he said, you've done a great job. You're very successful. And obviously you have a few complaints from customers that maybe didn't do the work or show up or whatever, but you've done a ton of great stuff. So it, you've got to realize, and you can't go in four years time and say, oh, now I want to be successful in this big speaker or whatever. I'm going to fix this because it takes years, right? Like it's something you should invest in now because then when you have that Les Brown moment, as an example, like I did where they're betting you, right? Or any of the celebrities I work with, you can't just go away and fix that in a week. You can improve it a lot with people like you. Obviously, that's your job. But over time, you want to build that like a resume or a portfolio. Well, would you agree or any comments on that? Yeah, th this is my comment is yes to all the things. And right now we are, we've reached a level in our society that no one else in the entire conversation of human history is at. And here it is. We can produce our own content, mm -hmm. right? Whereas previously the press dominated what someone can say about you, yeah. right? And so... What you just said was like, look, I read everything, the good and the bad. And maybe there was somebody that showed up and it was because they didn't do the work. But I guarantee you, they probably read that, right? Through a Google review, through the rebuttals, right? Whereas if that didn't exist, the media would have just said, hey, look, there's one bad actor doesn't like Rudy Maurer. And then they're going to harp on that. Whereas now it's like, hey, this one bad actor, but here's all these Google reviews. Here was our rebuttals. And on top of that, here's a layer of Rudy's content and followers and people that are engaging with him. So they're going to overwhelmingly neutralize what any negative commentary or negative sentiment would happen because it would overshadow. So now people have like this big body of work from which to make a judgment or a case. And in your case, it worked out. Right. Yep. Yep. Love that. So how um, give, give us three simple steps for people listening that are like, OK, I need to get start getting going with all this PR and branding and all this sort of stuff, because, you know, obviously, when you start as an entrepreneur, you're doing 101 things. Right. So give us three simple steps that the people listening, you know, the, the people that are maybe under a million in revenue, small team or just them, maybe an assistant. How can they start doing this without crazy agencies, crazy fees, hundreds of hours invested? Cool. I mean, I would say, number one, you have to command and own your digital assets, right? And here's what I mean. Find your domain name, right? So janedoe.com, purchase it, put a landing site on it, put your bio, hyperlinks to social media. Also, open up a ton of social media. Open up a Pinterest, a Twitter, a Crunchbase, a LinkedIn, right? 
every single social media that you have. And the reason is because you want to tie that IP address to your name on Google. Whoa, 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 wait a second. Before we go into the rest of this episode, I'm gonna interrupt abruptly and just ask you one big favor. I hope you're getting a ton of value, a ton of knowledge. I hope you're getting some breakthroughs from myself and the guests, and I want one thing in return. What I would love is for you to subscribe and leave a review. The reviews and the subscription grows the podcast. It allows me to bring you even better guests. It allows me to invest even more time and money into this podcast to bring you the latest and greatest, the best entrepreneurs from around the world that are crushing life, crushing their business, and giving you all the tools, the mindset hacks, the knowledge, and the environment you need to be successful. So do me a favor, if you've got any amount of value from today's episode so far, or any previous episode, or any of the content I've done, it would mean the world to me if you hit a five-star review, give us your feedback on the show, the episodes, and subscribe and download. Plus, if you do that and send me a screenshot on Instagram at Rudy Moore Life, I will send you a bunch of my free training, marketing courses, sales courses worth $499. Yes, $500 worth of courses for a simple 30-second review. It would mean the world to me. Send me that screenshot. I would love for you to leave that review, and I would appreciate it very, very much so we can keep growing this show and make it awesome. So let's get back into the episode. I appreciate you guys, and let's dive back in. So if something bad was to happen, you'll see all the, let's say if negative press comes, it has to compete with the existing domain rankings of all your social media and your landing page. And so you're starting to control your digital assets. So that's the first thing. Number two is you want to begin to create content. And I don't mean like, it doesn't have to be like, you know, something that you would produce, but LinkedIn newsletters, right? Reels on Instagram, right? things that are organic to you and to your audience. And within that, you want to have a call to action, right? So be able to grab their information, whether it's emails or phone numbers, right? And here's why. Because number three, try your own PR campaign, right? And this is what you would do. Reach out to the local journalists in your city that are doing something adjacent to your industry and offer yourself up as an expert, right? Once they are, you offer yourself up as an expert, don't pitch a story and say, hey, I actually want to have you on a morning show. Fantastic. You get on the morning show, you tell your followers that you have all their emails. Hey, I'm about to be on this morning show. And then they go on, they click, they see you on the morning show, and then you drop content on your social media with a call to action. So now you use the, the credibility with your, your followers they reshared it, you magnify what you've been able to do, and then now you're collecting all that information and data, and you rinse and repeat, and you point them in the direction of your, your call to action, yep. whether it's to purchase a widget or whether it's to follow your brand for more content. And that's you don't need an agency to do that, right? That's like, you can do that right now. Love that. So yeah, I think mean, we talked about owning all your socials, working on that page one of Google, getting some free PR locally. What about, um, you know, if they want to step it up a little, um, some easy ways like some of the, you know, the Forbes councils and all those things or getting on local TV, you know, like obviously it's not as premium as a real organic, you know, piece, but what would you say are like that next step where they want to invest a little money, but they don't want to go crazy, but adds a bit of authority. So I would say that the next step that you would want to do is if you want to try to get in, break into uh, national media, right? Here's here's a 
a tip that publicists use. Look at, say, if you want to get it published in the New York Times, right? Everybody's sending emails, cover me, cover me, cover me, cover me. Look at the most influential individual that you want to write about you, right? And then do two things. Number one, see which social media has the lowest form of engagement for that individual. And typically, eight times out of 10, it'll be LinkedIn. Shoot them a LinkedIn DM, not on IG if they have 3 million followers, right? Not on Twitter if they have 2 million followers, they're probably, their team is going to get that. But LinkedIn, if it's not a lot of followers, that means their team is engaging with that. They're seeing a lot more often. DM them, right? Now, when you DM them, this is what you're going to say. Invite them over to your platform. Hey, I have a Twitter space where I'm talking about what you're working on. So now you'll have the most credible journalist in your arena coming into your space discussing your industry, right? And now what happens is you can still get the moniker as seen in the Wall Street Journal because I had a journalist on Twitter space from the Wall Street Journal having a dialogue with us. And then they're going to give you their their personal email, right? So when you're 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 dialoguing with them, say, hey, Share with me your email because I want to get connected with you. And if I have any other story ideas, I'll shoot it over to you. So first, find them where there's going to be less traction. Provide value to them by inviting them over to your platform and then engage on a personal email. Because if you're going to if you're asking them for their media email, it gets bombarded by publicists all day long. Right. And now you rinse and repeat with, say, five to 10 of the most dominant journalists within your industry. And then what essentially is going to start happening is you'll command the media attention through these relationships. That's actually what Tim Ferriss did with his whole ideology of a thousand true fans is he found the other most dominant journalists created a relationship. And now he's able to like just dominate anything that he puts out. Nice. Give me, give me a couple more of the secrets. So I'm before I move on to like, you've got the, that Harrow, right? Those sites, some of those other sites where, you know, these solo entrepreneurs, they don't have the press budget to work with people like you until they do, you know, hopefully one day they will. Where where else can they have their assistant or themselves start looking and start pitching? Yeah. So you can always reach out to Harrow. The challenge with Harrow is when you answer in those queries, it might take an entire day and they may not write about you. And they're typically just like, a sentence or like a quote from you, right? Yep. So you could do that as a gift for SEO. But what I would what I would recommend is here's a here's a quick secret is locally, right? There's maybe five TV stations and they all have an info desk, right? Now, if you have some kind of announcement, you wanna you wanna schedule it to go out to those info desks at around 6, 7 a.m. Right. If you schedule it go 6, 7 a.m. At nine o'clock, they go into their editorial meetings. So at 8.30, you call them and you're going to say, hey, did you get this press release that I sent out? Right. And they're going to say yes or no. They're going to be they're going to be rushing you. Oh, you know, we got this going on. Like, look, did you get the release? Yes or no. They're going to say, yes, we did. We're interested. We're going into our editorial meeting at nine. Some Mm -hmm. are going to say, actually, I didn't get it. It's a lie but they want to see if you're actually going to go and resend it. So it's the top of their inbox, right? Now, nine o'clock happens, nine to 10 o'clock. They have their planning meetings. You call them at 10.02. Hey, are you interested in doing it? Actually, it's a slow day. Can you interview today? That's local. 
nationally, there's only about eight to 10 dominant national booking producers, right? You do the exact same thing, but you do it the day before. You look at what's trending on Twitter. And if if it's adjacent to like what you're working on, your expertise, you send it out to the booking producers at 7 a.m. And you do the exact same thing that you would do for local, but you would do it nationally. And then you send them, you don't send them a press release, you, you, you send them what's called an a pundit advisory that says, hey, I'm Rudy Maurer, here's my bio, I'm an expert in XYZ, this is what's trending, and I can speak on XYZ, what's trending. You call them, hey, did you get our press release about, about this pundit? Yes, we did. We're going into our editorial meeting at 9. You call them again at 10.02, and they'll say, hey... Is Rudy available today at three o'clock to go live on Cheddar? You can hire an EA to do that every day, right? Simple. Uh, or you can hire an agency, but all we're going to do is maybe prep you and we'll get there. We'll get there a lot quicker. But those are kind of like tips and tricks that I'm kind of letting you in on from behind the scenes that publicists use. Nice. And what? Next question. So we've gone through, look, how to do it yourself. What about, I mean, a lot of people in my industry, they blow crazy money on all these different PR firms, different promises. Obviously, you've kind of come into this industry, but you've been in PR a long time before. So what is, you know, how does someone, if they're looking at it and they're getting pitched, oh, you can get pit, you can get on blah, blah, blah here, blah, blah, blah here. Hey, this is our retainer. How do you pick a good agency or how do you pick the right, you know, people to work with you on your PR side? Yeah. So, uh, this is what I would recommend if you're looking for an agency, first of all, agencies are specific. Like I'm really good with entrepreneurs and, um, tech. Yeah. Like that is my forte. It's my arena. Let's say I couldn't do others, but I'm really good at that. So you want an agency that's niche because they have an expertise and the relationships to dig deep into that, right? Business press, tech press, entrepreneurs, business side, things like that is what we specialize in. And also we do a little bit political, right? But that's more on like the lobbying and on the policy side. So you want to speak to PR agencies that have a book of business within your arena because they have those relationships. So that's the first mm -hmm. thing. The second thing when you're talking to them, are they willing to go month to month, right? Because if you go month to month, that means that what's happening is I'm taking the risk off of you and putting it on my team, right? So the way that we build our proposals, we go month to month, but up to six months, right? And if I don't deliver within that given month, I'll issue your money back or I won't charge you. Now, typically, if you've been doing it for a long time, you know that you can reach into your relationships and you can deliver X amount of publications because you have that relationship. Yeah. If they use words like, oh, we're going to have a discovery call, we're going to see who covers it, that's a red flag, right? It should be, I have an editor that's going to cover you that does X, Y, Z because I have a relationship, right? And the next thing you want to ask for is you want to ask for client referrals right? And you want to you wanna ask for screenshots of their latest national press that they delivered, right? So right. a good agency is delivering millions and millions of dollars a week in earned press. So they should be able to dig, hey, here's five days ago, Fox Business that just reached out to me. Here's three days ago, the Wall Street Journal. If they're saying, hey, six months ago, I got somebody on Forbes, 
it's like, how often does that happen? Right. Yeah, like yeah. I just had a client on Forbes last week, right? I can send you the hyperlink. Here's the engagement. Here's me speaking to the reporter, right? So a good agency is going to produce that and say, absolutely, this is what we've been able to do. I'll be able to do that. I'll de-risk um, you, put the risk on that agency. So you're really buying in in some ways. You want to look and buy into their connections, right? Like, hey, you've spent 10 years building these connections. I want to buy into those to leverage some of those, for example. So uh, yeah, I think that's a great way of asking and then asking for examples in the last couple of months versus ages ago, right? Yes, sir. Absolutely. This this uh, industry is purely relationships driven. And so you have to have the right relationships to be able to, number one, generate the stories. But I'm brokering a relationship that I've cultivated over 10, 15, 20 years for my clients. Yeah, love that. Great. So just in closing, if someone wants to learn more about you or learn some more PR tips or over time, you know, if they're growing and they want to hand it off and kind of, you know, just work with you to do some of that PR for them, where do they find you? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can you can email me at ch at omnipublic.global. That's O-M-N-I-P-U-B-L-I-C.global or hit me up on LinkedIn, Cesar R. Hernandez. Or Instagram, Caesar Hernandez Prime. I don't have to memorialize anything, especially if you're working with Rudy, for me to give just good advice um, and then kind of take it from there. I love it. And final comment on the whole PR branding game. What would you say to someone building their brand online now? You have an opportunity like none other in the course of human history to produce your own content, to dominate the media landscape. Uh, to give you an example, you can now dominate mainstream media and emerging media. So imagine you commanding media within YouTube, Twitter spaces, LinkedIn lives, IG content. And now I dominate it with mainstream media and you bring those two together and you essentially become just this tremendous voice. It's good and bad. Because mm -hmm. if you have a following, you can neutralize it. Or if somebody does have a following over you, they'll destroy you. So you, you have to start considering these things uh, if you're a serious entrepreneur from now. Love it. All right. Well, that is a wrap. Thank you so much for coming on and, and you know breaking down this crazy world of PR. I, I learned a lot of this over the last, you know, I think I learned a lot of this over the last probably seven years. I spent a lot of money, a lot of failed effort, a lot of failed time. So I really appreciate all the advice. Uh, I'm, I know my members will and listeners will because it's a scary game, but it's a game you should start to build, even if you're not that big right now. Um, obviously, you're around to support them. And I know you're coming uh, to do a live for our mastermind members and break this down in more depth too, which I'm super excited for. But thank you for coming on and, and everyone listening. Get started on this. I promise you, you'll be uh, really glad you did in a few years when you're more famous, more well-known, when people Google you, they want to work with you. You're getting speaker opportunities on TV, on the news. It will change the game of business for you and it will make your parents proud too. Until next time, guys, keep living the red life. Caesar, thank you. I'll see you very soon. Take care, everyone, and I'll see you next week. Thank you.